Live from the Business Radio X studio in Atlanta, it's time for Dental Business Radio. Brought to you by Practice Quotient. Practice Quotient bridges the gap between the provider and payer communities. Now here's your host, Patrick O'Rourke. Hi there, friends of the dental business community. Uh, Thank you for joining us today. This is Patrick O'Rourke, your host out of Atlanta, Georgia. Joining me is Pete Cousins with Sumus Medical Laser. Thank you, Pete, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Pat. It's my pleasure. I'd like to give a big thank you also to our sponsor, which is me. Um, And so if you don't like any of the content, you can contact our sponsor. Um, and I'd also like to thank DJ John Ray, who is also with us on the turntables. He is the Ringo star to my British invasion. Uh, so, Pete, how are you, sir? I'm excellent now. Definitely yeah. have a big smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's what we'd like to have a good time here at Dental Business Radio. Deal. Um, so, here's what has happened, ladies and gentlemen, is... I, me and, uh, and my friend, Pre-Rock Patel, shout out to Pre-Rock, um, we went down to the Hinman Dental Conference in Atlanta, which is a very large dental conference here in the Southeast. And we went on the Saturday after St. Patrick's Day and we're walking around the exhibit hall and I, I kind of walk by and somebody's like, Hey, Pat, how you doing? And I turn around as Pete Cousins. And I'm like, what's up, Pete? Long time no see. Um, because I know Pete from his days at Patterson Dental. That's right. And so he's at Patterson Dental for years and was a a supporter of a a practice quotient and uh, just a good guy all around, one of the smart folks and also good people. And so I was like, well, what are you doing? And he's like, well, we're with Sumus Medical Laser and this laser does all of these things. And I'm going to be perfectly candid. I raised an eyebrow and I was like, well, if this wasn't Pete Cousins over here telling me about all of the wonderful things that this laser beam does, I would have walked away. But because it was Pete Cousins, I stayed and I listened. And so what did you, I just want to rehash that conversation for our listeners out there. When I turned around, I said, what are you doing? And you said, I'm doing Summus Laser and this is why we're at the Hinman. I'll just let you tell kind of tell your story from there if i can remember i'll be happy to share um basically what i said was uh we have this technology called photobiomodulation and to make it really really simple if we put energy red light energy into the tissue wherever there is infection inflammation injury or pain this wavelength of laser energy can actually stimulate the body to heal more quickly more effectively, get the patient out of pain more quickly, reduce inflammation more quickly. And, uh, and that's the easiest way for me to describe uh, what it is that we do. Uh, and that's when your eyebrows raised and uh, you probably thought that's too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not alone. A lot of the providers who we talk to think the same thing if they don't know anything about this uh, type of technology. So The other thing I would note is in dentistry, when I say the word laser, what do most practices or most providers start thinking? Perio laser. They start thinking about cutting tissue, right? And Mm. perio is a great example. Could be hard tissue, could be soft tissue. They hear laser, they think cutting. The one big distinction or difference between our laser energy and most other types of laser energy is that we don't ablate any tissue. We don't cut anything. 
We only stimulate healthy, normal cell function. And uh, so this photochemical reaction that occurs is very unique. Um, so there's something in laser called dosage, which is effectively how much of this energy goes into the tissue, how deep does it go, what certain structures absorb the energy, and then what is the outcome, what ends up happening. Right. Um, so it's, uh, it's totally different. Uh, a lot of practices and providers have never heard of it, um, but it's something that's been widely studied for years. In fact, it was invented or discovered back in the 50s, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Um, so it's been around a good long time, been studied over 85,000 different white papers exist uh, out there. So with, the, with dentistry, the awareness is even lower than mm-hmm. in most other practices. So I'm so happy to be here because we just want to spread the word. And uh, I'd love to tell this story, you know, over and over uh, and then validate this with some clinical outcomes that our customers are getting, uh, which are astounding. So we can dive into that uh, as, as you want to. Gotcha. Well, you know, in a lot of our listeners are dentists and oral surgeons and, you know, endodontists. And so, and, you know, by firm has had, has been, a, uh, has a relationship or is endorsed by the American Association of Oral Maxillofacial Surgeons and has been for years. Uh, Amos, shout out to Amos and everybody will be uh, speaking at their conference in September. Excellent. So, yeah, Excellent. Listeners, if you don't get enough of my compelling rhetoric, on the show, feel free to come see the live act. Um, and so I've learned more about bone grafts, sinus lifts, and the healing time there. You know, like there's um, platelet rich plasma. I've learned a lot more than I, you know, really ever thought I'd know. And so I was thinking to myself when you were bringing this up, I was like, well, why don't folks? do that then right so why don't the oral surgeons and also the general dentists who do a lot of implants do that as opposed to prescribing you know opioids or maybe there's something that can help you know anything that can help us as a a nation get off get unhooked from opioids i think is a positive thing right and so that was my initial thought and so do you have any comment there as far as oral surgeons or as far as implants go um because you've been around the dental business for so long, you know this stuff too, right? Absolutely. Uh, So a few comments come to mind. First and foremost, um, any providers out there listening, uh, in the U.S. anyway, uh, who follow the CDC guidelines on uh, recommendations for opioid prescription, uh, you may or may not have enjoyed the the rather lengthy position that they put out. I think their last revision was uh, 2022, last year. They actually, uh, of course, we all want to do something uh, to, you know, address this opioid crisis. Uh, they, in particular, in this most recent revision, put out recommendations as to other therapies that should be attempted prior to prescribing an opioid. And one of the things, lo and behold, was low-level laser therapy, which is synonymous with photobiomodulation. But a lot easier to say. Uh, a lot easier to say. Low-level laser therapy. And so uh, if the CDC themselves is recommending that a provider try this line of therapy as a, as a defense uh, prior to ever prescribing an opioid drug, uh, then I think we should all sit up and pay attention. That's a good point. So that's number one. Number two, you know, to, to answer your question, why wouldn't an oral surgeon or an endodontist periodontist or even a a general practitioner want to use photobiomodulation, um, 
it's really not an alternative therapy in most settings. It's a supplementary therapy to other therapies that they're already doing. So, for example, um, when you think about uh, extracting a tooth and then uh, grafting that site uh, in preparation for an implant, what do we want to occur? We want better osseointegration with that graft material, and we want a, a good, sturdy uh, kind of template that we can work with to place the implant. The doctor would not do anything differently in the case where they have a photobiomodulation device. They would go about their normal course of business, mm-hmm. but then they would simply apply this therapy, this light therapy, after grafting, for example, and they would see a dramatic acceleration in the osseointegration. We can see, in some cases, um, accelerated healing times by up to 50%, which makes a really big difference from the patient experience standpoint. And certainly, the faster we can get to implant placement and restoration, the faster the practice can recognize the revenue for that procedure. All right. So, and then for the patient, also, the faster they get the implant in there, the shorter amount of time they're walking around with missing teeth, like John Ray. Uh, no question. I didn't realize you were missing teeth, John Ray, but I'm sorry. <laughs> we, uh, we would definitely see a better patient experience, uh, not only from the pain mitigation uh, that they would experience otherwise, you know, post-surgery, but yes, uh, they can't chew on that side of the mouth until that implant is placed and restored. Um, so we can uh, dramatically accelerate the time to case completion. And it's a very simple, simple integration into the dental workflow. We're talking about a therapy that might take a total of two or three minutes mm-hmm. um, to deliver at the end of any surgical procedure. And the patient walks out the door. Uh, we may want to have them back for some repeat sessions, but they'll never be any longer than five or six minutes. Um, so again, this is something that very easily fits into the workflow. And a lot of dentists are concerned about, you know, kind of um, encumbering that that workflow. Right. So I'll add to this personal story of <laughs> I see at the Hinman and it's everything that has to do with dentistry. And this is Dental Business Radio, but I saw um, like back pain. Now, I have back pain, much like most middle-aged men probably, but, um, and I was like, is this going to really help my back pain? And you're like, uh-huh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I go, and you asked, do I go to a chiropractor? And I said, yeah. I go to Dr. Cal, all right, this guy, uh, his, like, magic, I don't know what he does, he picks me up and curls me up in a pretzel and I don't know, and I feel better. And he's got a big practice in Woodstock, Georgia. It's called advanced uh, health solutions. And you're like, he's got it. If he doesn't have it, uh, he will have it in six months. What's his name? And I was like, Dr. Gow. And I gave his name now just by coincidence or kismet, whatever you want to call it. I pulled, I, I pulled a muscle right before I had to get on a plane to San Diego. You know, this is several weeks ago. And so I, went to my, you know, to Cal, Dr. Cal, the like next morning. Right. So this it happened on Tuesday evening. I had to get on the plane on, on Saturday morning and I went in there first thing Wednesday morning. And I was like, Hey, Dr. Cal, look, here's the deal. I need to get on a plane, to San Diego, and I'm going to be out there for a week and then I'm going to Miami. All right. And then I'm going to be on a cruise ship. So I need you to get me not just on the plane, but the trick here, but is that I also need to get off of that plane and I need to be able to speak. Cause I was doing, uh, I was speaking in a few sessions in San Diego, um, at fortune management 
uh, Platinum Circle and their internal meeting. Shout out to everybody at Fortune Management. Much love. Um, and so my back was hurting very badly, and I normally wouldn't have done that. And so, <laughs> lo and behold, I'm I'm in the office. I'm waiting for Doc to come in, and there's they have this pamphlet. And I'm like, look at this, because I was going to ask him about the laser beams. Um, so I, and I always want to say it in my Michael Myers voice. But of course. You know, and I'm like, Sumus Laser, holy smokes. He was not BSing me. Mm-hmm. Like, and so then Doc comes in. I said, hey, what's the deal with the laser beam here? You know, and he's like, oh, it's awesome. It's amazing. He's like, you know, and I told him what the problem was. He's like, well, you should definitely do the laser beam. You know, he doesn't call it that. That's not what I call it. Right. Um, and, and it, so... To your point, the reason that I bring it up, the therapy that he did was the same thing that he's going to do. And then I lay down and it took probably about four minutes, four to five minutes. That's about right. Right. And I was able to get off the plane in San Diego and be productive while I was out there. So, sure. You know, that's the interesting thing. Uh, it certainly applies in dentistry and we can talk about a number of different clinical indications that are a really good fit for this technology. Uh, but anywhere in the body where there's a cell, which is pretty much everywhere, mm-hmm. um, there is a potential application for this laser therapy, whether it's a, you know, soft tissue muscle strain, whether it's a, uh, arthritic knee joint, uh, if it's a superficial wound, uh, whether from surgery or from... What's a superficial wound? Does that mean when somebody gets slapped? <laughs> it Depending on how hard you get slapped, it absolutely could apply. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I slap people pretty hard. Okay. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. <laughs> uh, but any again, anywhere that you've got tissue that's either inflamed, injured, if it's causing or exacerbating pain, uh, if there's a limited range of motion, this therapy can be applied. And we actually uh, have providers across probably eight to 10 different healthcare verticals from podiatry to physical therapy, to chiropractic, to veterinary medicine, your dog, Uh, you know, animals don't lie. And when they get this therapy, they have tremendous outcomes and they look forward to uh, follow-up visits. So that's really interesting actually, because you're right. Dogs don't lie. And not that I, ever th- I never thought about that. And guess what your vet is also doing uh, with your dog? He's performing some dental procedures. So this gets used as a standard of care, quite frankly, in most veterinary medical practices after every dental cleaning, after every dental extraction on any animal, any breed. Uh, so that's absolutely. A, that's interesting because we had a shih tzu. We had a, we had to have a lot of teeth out. Um, so if it's, in podiatry, if it's in veterinary, how come you're at the Hinman and nobody in the dental world knows about it? I think it's a great question. Um, awareness, uh, by far, is our biggest challenge in the dental vertical. Um, I don't really have a great answer for why we haven't had the awareness when this technology has been around for so long. Uh, but I can tell you there's some some good efforts underway to try to spread that awareness and uh, starts in a couple different places. First of all, the ADA, um, <clears throat> excuse me, is working on a position paper that will in fact, uh, that is the American dental association, correct. not the American dog association. That's correct. Uh, the American dental association, uh, working on a position paper, uh, with regards to, uh, photo medicine in dentistry. Um, so that I think will help tremendously uh, to spread awareness. There's a uh, a doctor in upstate New York by the name of Scott Benjamin, 
Dr. Benjamin is a, a friend of ours and is actually uh, chairing the working group uh, with the ADA uh, to evaluate the different um, recommendations uh, and guidelines that the ADA will endorse um, so that this becomes an accepted and, and an endorsed uh, therapy within dentistry. So that's fantastic. The other thing that we have uh, going for this um, category in general is uh, the work of a, a genius um, uh, named Dr. Praveen Arani. Dr. Arani is at the University of Buffalo, uh, another um, big friend of Sumas Laser. Um, Dr. Arani is a, um, a Harvard-educated dentist and uh, now spends all of his time in clinical research. But uh, in some circles, he's referred to as the, the godfather of photobiomodulation, uh, at least in North America. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he is, um, actively spending every day, all day evaluating this technology at a cellular level, um, to really validate and determine what it's capable of, um, things in dentistry that you may or may not think of, um, at the top of the list, uh, oral mucositis. And if you've ever heard of this, uh, condition, it's, uh, it's a terrible, yes, God bless me. It's a terrible affliction for patients uh, that are most often going through chemotherapy. And so I never knew this, uh, but somewhere between 30 and 60% of patients who are undergoing chemo and or radiation develop some degree of oral mucositis. And you think about the lining on the inside of your mouth mm -hmm. becomes compromised. Uh, it's incredibly painful. In fact, a lot of patients have to discontinue the chemo or the radiation as a result of the mucositis. Um, our laser with a five minute treatment across the inside of the mouth can take care of the pain and help regenerate that mucosa. So this um, is a tremendous, tremendous win for anyone dealing with that. And, and your dentist is the one who should be treating that. So Dr. Arani is studying clinical conditions such as mucositis um, to really see what potential we've got on our hands. And the list goes on and on and on from there. So, if I'm, if I walk into, you know, one of the, I would say top chiropractors, you're welcome, Dr. Cal, if you're listening in, um, and boom, I see a Sumas laser. Would it be safe to then assume that, you know, some of the top cancer centers already have this technology and are using it? Uh, it's interesting. We've got some work to do there. I was recently introduced um, to a physician who's a part of MD Anderson in Houston, and we're in the process of scheduling a demonstration so that we can hopefully do a pilot, um, but absolutely should be there. Okay. I could use any help. Anybody listening uh, who can help us out, uh, please get in touch with Pat and uh, and help us get in the door because we just need the opportunity to show this technology in action. And most often when a provider sees the patient uh, outcomes, which oftentimes are experienced in the very first session, they become believers. You know, and we joked when, you're, when your eyebrows raised at the Hinman when you mm -hmm. saw me, I, I mean it, that reaction is not unusual. Um, yeah, you guys did not seem surprised at all. A lot of doctors are, are very skeptical when we tell them the story and when we talk to them about what this does. Uh, when they see it in action, things change. And uh, I can think of uh, a, a customer up in uh, New York City, Dr. Bill Bongiorno. Uh, Dr. Bongiorno, hopefully you're listening. Uh, he's at NYU. Uh, Dr. Bongiorno's story was really interesting. He was at the Greater New York Dental Show knew nothing about photobiomodulation. He came by the booth and he actually had um, 
some arthritis in his hand from practicing for all these years, mm-hmm. right? As most dentists do, by the way. Right. We all know about the overuse injuries in this uh, in this industry. But he uh, he asked our representative just to treat his hand, and so he treated his hand on on the first day of the show. And by the next morning, he had no arthritic pain whatsoever. So he came back to the booth and he purchased the device. And he said, I, I purchased this for my own home use and had no intention of using it for my patients until I started to research and dig in a bit more. And now he uses it every day, all day. So this was actually one of my questions is like, why can, can I get one of these things and just have it at my house? Great question. Uh, unfortunately, the answer is no. Um, this is an FDA cleared uh, medical device. Uh, it's it's technically called a class four therapy laser. And as such, under the FDA guidelines, you have to be under the medical supervision uh, of either an MD, DMD, DDS, um, chiropractor, physical therapist, and, and such. You mm. can't have it for home use. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> All right. I like I like I like you, but uh, right. mm-hmm. not that much. All right. So, what's the penalty if you have it at your house? Are you going to raid my house? Who's going to raid my house? The uh, FDA? Probably not. Uh, this is Georgia. We're well armed, yeah, baby. That's true. Knock that's knock. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just I'm I'm half joking because um, you had also mentioned earlier. You said, "Well, get in touch with Pat. Do not get in touch with Pat." All right. Pat does not know or anything about laser beams or sell laser beams. Right. Pat does not get anything. Pat is on, does this show because he likes it and he likes to learn about this stuff. Um, and so you got to get in touch with Pete because he can tell you and pronounce all the words correctly. Right. So he can pronounce efficacy. <laughs> you did a good job. Thank you very much. It's one of those words you like, nervous about you, that you read a lot, but yes. you never, I don't use it out loud. That just means healthcare outcome. And that's, you know, the audience of this show is not just docs. It's also insurance companies. Hello, all, mm-hmm. all my friends and colleagues in the insurance business. And that's where I'm from, right? It's the corporate. So I'm always like, well, from a business perspective, from an ROI perspective, return on investment or healthcare outcome, is this actually going to move that needle, right? And just that I had that experience, I just made the show even more timely. And then if you have the ADA you know, write a position paper. What you really need though is a CDT code, right? It's a, I knew you were going to go there and I'm glad you did. And I hope there are some insurance carriers listening they uh, are. because they need to really pay attention. It's my understanding without being an expert on any level uh, to the degree that you are with regards to reimbursement, that anything that an insurance carrier can reimburse, which will help uh, prevent further burden on their side, for the healthcare costs is something that they're interested in, correct? That is correct. This could be something that will dramatically improve patient outcomes, uh, but also, you know, prevent, we all know the connection between oral health and overall systemic health. Mm -hmm. If we can improve that oral health, we are giving ourselves a much better shot at preventing overall bigger picture systemic health issues. So if they can utilize this photobiomodulation therapy in that effort, why wouldn't they? Um, right now, there are some CPT codes in other healthcare verticals. Mm-hmm. They pay a measly twenty-five or thirty dollars most of the time, if at all. The only case where insurance carriers may pay handsomely is in a personal injury case. Um, but with regards to a dental code, they do not exist at this point. 
Um, well, I still say we sometimes, and yes, I do. Um, all my friends and colleagues over there. And so we, the insurance industry, um, we don't like paying for new technology, but the, the rub here is it's not actually new. So there's where, and I think that your personal injury stuff pays a lot more for a lot of other stuff for some quirky reason. I don't know. It's PNC, that's uh, property and casualty mm-hmm. um, versus, versus health. So just, just kind of how it is, you know, um, that will cover a lot more stuff. It's just like workers comp in a way. Uh, obviously policies vary it. So, but if it's health insurance, ultimately, even if I'm paying out of pocket and I'm a guy that, you know, I pay Dr. Cal out of pocket, I'm 20 to $30, Dr. Cal, I'm going to write that down. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, but that's what I do, right? It doesn't matter if it's covered. It does not going to dictate treatment because ultimately my goal is I want my back to feel better because right. it hurts and I want to get off that plane in San Diego. This, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is a very, very true story that just happened within the past few weeks. Um, and so it doesn't matter to me that whether it's covered or not, but as an industry, I, for me, I think it's interesting. I know that things move very, very slowly in the organ in really, you know, the insurance world and also any large organization, you know, whether it's an association, you know, or not, um, the bigger you are, my theory is the, you know, the longer everything takes, if it happens at all. Um, so outside, so you're kind of going all over the place. You're greater you're at the greater New York meeting. You're at the Hinman, which is, you know, our, you know, the largest meeting in the Southeast. Um, where else are you, are you going to? Yeah, it's a great question. I would say um, strategically, as we start to build the foundation of awareness, you'll probably see us attending more and more of industry uh, conventions and trade shows in the future. Right now, one of the struggles is the lack of awareness means, you know, the lack of interaction. Um, And so I think uh, for the balance of the next 12 months or so, uh, you probably won't see us at a lot of trade show events. What we're really doing is um, a grassroots effort right now to find what would otherwise be called the early adopters within the dental provider space Mm -hmm. and get them to help us spread the word with their peer networks. So I'm interested in being able to present uh, to a lot of the study clubs, you know, and you think about the Seattle study club and maybe the Penke Institute. um, And there are a number of these other very reputable organizations where I would love the opportunity uh, to share our clinical story and our business story uh, with groups of um, thought leaders like that. And the word will spread organically. Um, I'll give you an example. We have a tremendous friend of Sumas, uh, Dr. Dan Clower, who's up in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, you can check him out at uh, tmjsleepindiana.com. Uh, Dr. Clower, I met him by total coincidence, was introduced uh, by someone in my network we uh, got together and he holds this uh, symposium every couple of years uh, at the University of Notre Dame uh, in the football stadium. It was very, very cool. Oh, I'm down. So I was there this year and uh, he gets three or 400 of his peers together in a room and he brings a number of thought leaders from a number of different disciplines all together just to educate. And uh, he got a look at my device, um, purchased it essentially on the spot. 
mm-hmm. and has become a big friend, and he's doing his best to spread the word with a lot of um, dentists that focus on craniofacial pain conditions, such as uh, TMJ disorder mm-hmm. or migraine headaches mm-hmm. or something called uh, trigeminal neuralgia, um, which is a neuropathy of the head. Uh, so there's all these... Tremendous. Yeah, that's another big word. <laughs> John Ray fell asleep. He did. <laughs> uh, so I think that's a better I think that's a better angle for us at the moment. And we're like I said, we're looking for those advocates who have a strong peer network because that's the best way to spread the word, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think the TMJ is, is pretty good. There's not that many folks that do TMJ because the reimbursements on it are are awful from a medical perspective. It's very interesting. And and you're right. Um, Dr. Clower belongs to uh, perhaps a a smaller subset of the provider kind of pool, Um, but he has a global fee structure and patients pay one price out of pocket and they get as much or as little therapy as is necessary to get them to full resolution. So he's just incorporated laser into his regular therapy and every patient gets it. Um, same thing, uh, not too dissimilar. Uh, you may know Dr. Laura Braswell, uh, I do. She's a periodontist here in uh, Atlanta and she's on faculty at MCG in Augusta mm-hmm. medical um, college of Georgia. Yes. For those that don't know, shout out to Laura Braswell. She also has the diversity study club, which I have presented to Yes, your host, Patrick O'Rourke is a speaker. Fantastic. Yes. My wife is like, people pay you money to talk about that at dental insurance stuff? Really? Like, it puzzles her to this day. It's a very interesting topic. Well, it makes me hit all the parties, Pete, let me tell uh, you. I can imagine. No, it doesn't. Anyway, back to so Laura Braswell. So Dr. Braswell. Very, very respected. Very respected. Uh, she was so kind to host a workshop at the Hinman where we had a wet lab, and we actually did some hands-on practice with the device. What's a wet lab mean? Uh, a wet lab is essentially, uh, yeah, not quite like that, but... Uh, uh, simulation uh, on you know some type of uh, target tissue where we can practice with the technology. So, um, but Dr. Braswell uses uh, our Sumus device in her practice, and and she'll tell you there's not a patient that comes through the door that does not get Sumus laser therapy. Simple as that. Gotcha. Dr. So. Braswell is in Buckhead, Georgia. Yes. And so uh, again, shout out to Laura, and in her perio practice, it's down there. So, and it's been around for a very, very long time and is quite staunchly, you know, she's earned it, earned, Absolutely. earned the respect. Absolutely. Um, that's awesome. Yes, no question. And, uh, you know, her affiliation with the Medical College of Georgia is another, uh, you know, huge opportunity for us. Uh, and I think, you know, something else that I'm considering is how we break into these university programs, because if a dental student gets their hands on a piece of technology while they're being educated, they're much more likely to first obviously know about it, but then secondly, be comfortable bringing it into the practice when they get out there. Right. I think the kids like new technology too, or different uses of technology. They're more quick to embrace it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting older. We are getting older, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. My kids, maybe they're getting younger. Could be, I don't know. (laughs) Um, So that's, that's pretty awesome. So I've learned even more um, about this. So we have kind of incubators of thought leadership. And so I guess the ask to those of you in listener land is, are you a thought leader? And is this something that you would be interested in exploring, improving the healthcare outcome and the healing time of your patients 
um, because I know there is a lot of you, a lot of our, my clients in particular, uh, that that are. I mean, there's certainly some that are like, mm, I'm going to take a wait and see approach. There's definitely, of course, uh, you know, a lot of those. Not your early adopters. No, no, not 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 so. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Not at all. Not, not, not at all. Um, and so, what you're looking for, though, for for those of you that are out there that are listening to this that are interested are um, early adopters. Um, I think personally that I'm an early adopter and that, you know, just if you get some traction out of this and maybe slide one of these machines over to me on the sly. So if I don't buy one, then it doesn't need, then I'm not breaking any rules. Um, Maybe we should cut this part out, John Ray. This will be off the record. I am just kidding completely. Just jokes. Um, but let's say you are an early adopter. Let's say that you already believe in this technology. Um, how do folks get a hold of you? Uh, it's it's really easy. Uh, first, check us out at uh, www.sumislaser.com. And there's an entire section dedicated there for providers and specifically dental providers. Um, you can reach me personally uh, and I've got a full team of people all over the country, uh, but you can reach me personally at P Cousins, that's P C O U S I N S, at sumislaser.com. And I will direct traffic and we will make sure that we can uh, set up a demonstration. Again, uh, I think seeing this in action is the number one way uh, for a provider to really truly consider this. And we have a number of different paths where we can bring people on board and help them feel comfortable about their evaluation and eventual adoption. Um, so, so let's, let's before we go very quickly, just walk through for the providers that are out there. They're like, mm, maybe. Um, so they call up, then they see it. Just walk walk us through the process, like uh, kind of pre pre buy in, buy in, then installation. Yeah, uh, so it's a really straightforward process. Um, ahead of any interaction with us, I would I would steer people to dental.sumislaser.com. That's mm-hmm. a separate landing page from our uh, sumislaser.com. There you'll find all the clinical studies and the white papers that you need to really validate on that side. Then we would meet, uh, set up a day for demonstration where we would line up some patients. We would love to treat the doctor, him or herself, as well as staff member and or friends or family. And that, again, is a tremendous hands-on experience. Uh, from there, we have some really easy pathways for people to uh, finance this. Um, typically, we would have a program where people have a full year with the device in practice before they ever make a monthly payment. Wow, that's, um, that's which is solid. quite powerful. And, and Sumas takes on the burden for that program, uh, and, and it makes it very easy, uh, lowers that, that cost of entry. And then it helps uh, from the standpoint of post-sale, where my team comes in, and we build a four-month, what we call a certification program. Mm-hmm. It's essentially a soup-to-nuts recipe that my team will help hold the practice accountable to. And if they follow the recipe they will become successful to the point where we would see them pay for the device long before they ever make their first monthly payment. So essentially they can earn enough revenue within the first 12 months that they could cash out and be done and never make a monthly payment. So we would like to see this not add any incremental burden um, on any financial level to the practice. But I've got such a great team. uh, You know, we've got almost two dozen salespeople around the country 
who are really well versed in this. And uh, of course, you know, I've got the background in dentistry. So we're really steering and guiding our people in the right way so that we understand the dental practice, how it fits, how we should talk about it to our patients, how we should monetize it, even though it's not in reimbursable therapy. Um, patients will pay for this. We just have to speak to it properly. I'm paying for it. Yes, so. absolutely. Right. Well, that's awesome. I appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much. I appreciate you explaining it. All the listeners out there, I appreciate you listening. Um, you can hit me up at uh, Pat underscore J underscore Rourke on the gram. Uh, you can find me at LinkedIn. You can find us www.dentalbusinessradio.com and then all of your favorite streaming platforms. I would like to thank Pete Cousins again. Everybody assume is laser. And I'd like to thank Reverend John Ray. Thank you so much, John Ray. You are always the man. Um, And until next time.